Welcome to another episode of Whole Bunch of Cattails Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Lee. Be sure to catch up on all the latest episodes wherever you stream. This season explores the Cat Committee's fictional shenanigans, a weekly letter to Grayson, my daughter who's at college, updating her on the mostly real-life happenings of the previous week, and a bonus true story about the cats. A version of the weekly letters are also posted on YouTube every Friday. Check out the beacon link in the notes for YouTube and all other social media associated with Whole Bunch of Cats. Interested in supporting Whole Bunch of Cats? You can send the cats a treat via beacon link as well. And now, without further ado, let me tell you a cat story. Chapter 4 Previously, on Whole Bunch of Cat Tales, Birdie, the ginger tabby cat, chased off a mama rabbit who was protecting her litter of three bunnies. Since Birdie deemed the bunnies helpless, the cat committee agreed to keep them in the house, hidden from the humans, until they were ready to move back to the wild. Once the bunnies' eyes opened, they moved from the house to the garage to begin the transition to the great unknown, or as we humans call it, my backyard. (laughs) But before their first day in the garage ended, Bunnies didn't want to leave. They loved me. Birdie, they love all of us. How are we going to continue keeping three growing rabbits in the house without a human finding out? Living in the house is me, the matriarch of the family, as well as the naive mom who did not notice all of the happenings in the house right under my nose. There's Jaden, who's 20 and taking a gap year. My youngest, Skylar, who's a senior in high school. Grayson, my oldest, is away at college, finishing her final year, and is the only one with a valid excuse to completely miss the fact that three bunnies had been living in a cabinet in the kitchen of our house for a week. (laughs) The cats living in the house are Willow, the black cat, He's the loudest of the bunch. There's Scarlet, the tiny tortie, who spends her days sleeping in Grayson's closet, ignoring as much as she possibly can. Lila, the gray tabby. Birdie, the ginger tabby. Orange Brothers, Yoda and Bamboo. And Sushi, the Siamese, round out the cat committee. Each cat contributes to the shenanigans in their own special way. I don't know about shenanigans. All I know is we had to move the bunnies and we decided to keep them. The bunnies were outgrowing the cabinet. Not just were they growing, but they were also moving more. Their nest was made of newspaper, and as they'd shuffle to get comfortable... The cats would hold their breath, hoping I wouldn't hear them. The cats easily transitioned the bunnies to the garage. Birdie pushed them out of the cabinet while Bamboo and Willow directed them to the door. Lila opened the door with her paws and held it for everyone to scurry out. They were quick, 
They waited until I was in the shower to make their move. Garage. Bunny settled down on the blankets left on the ground from the first night in the garage before they had moved into the house. Bertie decided to hang out with them, showing them around since the last time they were in the garage, their eyes weren't open. It was as she was watching them enjoy their space, she made the decision to keep the bunnies. They were so cute and curious, and I felt like their real mom. Good gravy. She just needed to figure out where she could stash them. The garage wasn't climate controlled, so while it was okay for now, it would get very cold in the winter and very hot in the summer. The cabinet worked for them when they were tiny and not very mobile. But what about now? Where could they hide? Birdie, I can't believe Mom calls me a pet. Sushi, I was only thinking of the rabbit's well-being. They'd never been in the wild. Well, I hardly think our backyard is wild. Birdie called an emergency meeting with the cat committee. After the humans went to bed, the cats went out to the garage. They got to hang out with the rabbits and hear what Birdie had to say. Willow the black cat was outside. Yoda and Bamboo opened the garage door a bit to let him in so he could be part of the meeting, too. He'd been outside since moving the cats to the garage. The door doesn't lock, so they just needed to push up on the door a smidge, and he was able to crawl inside. The only cat not in attendance was Scarlet. She prefers to be left out of the capers, unless it's an emergency. As the cats gathered round, Bertie told them she didn't feel like the rabbits would be okay by themselves, and she proposed keeping them. The others thought they probably could survive just fine and maybe even reunite with their mother, but they loved the bunnies too and selfishly wanted to keep them. Bunnies, who didn't know any better, didn't even remember their mom, were happy to have a place to stay and cats to wait on them night and day. Lila asked Birdie if she had any idea how they were going to keep the rabbits. Where were they going to stay? There's a tunnel in the laundry room. Scarlet is small enough to hang out in there. Remember when Mom thought I'd got stuck in that tunnel? (laughs) The laundry room is in the basement. There's a tunnel between the laundry room and Skylar's room. Actually, the bathroom sits between the two rooms. The bathtub has a cover over it, and that space between the actual tub and the cover is the tunnel. Years ago, when we first got Scarlet, she found her way into that tunnel. For several days, I thought she was stuck in there, (gasps) but eventually she came out with no issues. The cats all agreed that could work. The laundry room isn't huge, but it's big enough for the bunnies to get some movement. The tunnel would make a good hiding place if anyone were to come into the laundry room. The biggest issue, they thought, was having sunlight. As I said, the tunnel connects the laundry room to Skylar's bedroom. There are windows in that room. The cats were confident they could figure out a schedule to help the bunnies get some sunlight. They also thought Scarlet would be the right cat to help with the bunnies once in the tunnel. After all, 
She had spent a week herself in that tunnel. She could coach the bunnies, show them anything they needed to know about living there. Since Scarlet had not been to the meeting, Lila headed downstairs to fill her in. Scarlet was annoyed but agreeable. She liked the bunnies and would have been sad to see them go. I really don't know what they wanted. I mean, it's a pretty standard tunnel. But I do love me some cute bunnies. So, I filled the bunnies in on everything I could remember. That night, the rest of the plans were made. The bunnies would hang out in the garage until the next day, when Skylar would be at school. It'd be much easier for the sneaking to happen when Skylar's not around. Besides a place to stay, the cats would also need to address what they were going to feed the bunnies. So far, they'd fed the baby bunnies milk. But as they got older, they were going to need solid food. First, cats thought about sharing their own food. But then Lila realized, rabbits don't eat meat. (laughs) There's lettuce and baby carrots in the refrigerator in the kitchen. But not the one in the garage. Up until now, the cats have been able to feed the bunnies milk from the garage refrigerator. It's fairly easy to open, and they don't have to worry that much about being caught. Looking back, I should have been more suspicious or noticed something weird going on. But I mean, who would believe their cats could raise rabbits? (gasps) Either way, there was an instance when I opened the freezer for ice in the kitchen, and Lila was sitting on top of the refrigerator. That must have been when she realized the bunnies would be just fine once the cat committee figured out how to open the freezer. They brought the sash Lila used to open the garage refrigerator in the house. The refrigerator inside has a freezer on the bottom, and Lila had seen frozen vegetables in that freezer while I was getting ice. Since the freezer was closer to the ground than the one in the garage, getting the rabbit's food wasn't going to be as big a challenge as they thought it could have been. They wouldn't need a chair with wheels for a boost. Instead, Bamboo, the tallest cat, was able to thread the sash through the freezer handle. The handle sits horizontal, making the maneuver super simple. Grabbing the sash at both ends with his mouth, Bamboo was able to slide the door open. Lila jumped into the freezer and saw frozen fajita vegetables, frozen spinach, and frozen broccoli. Those should work. At first, I was afraid Mom might notice missing vegetables, but based on the family's eating habits, that wasn't going to be an issue. There was another time when the sash was left on the floor and I saw it. What is this? Scarlet grabbed it and started running around the house. I thought it was a pretend tale for her. That may have cost me my dignity. But mom didn't take the sash, and the bunnies continued to get their food. Yes! One thing the cats didn't have to worry about was water for the rabbits. There's a water fountain for the cats in Skylar's room. So once the rabbits were settled, they could drink any time Skylar was gone. Now the cats just needed to move the bunnies to their home inside my home. First, they needed to make sure there was an open door to either the laundry room or Skylar's room. The laundry room was the best bet because even if Skylar's door was open, there was no guarantee that the closet door would be open 
for that they be able to move the plastic tote in front of the tunnel entry without making enough noise to draw attention to themselves. The cats began to brainstorm ideas to get the laundry room door open and keep it open until the bunnies were moved. What would make a human go into the laundry room? Besides laundry, what else is kept in the laundry room? Lots of toothpaste. So the cats decided to take all of the toothpaste out of my bathroom. So when I went to brush my teeth, there was none. (laughs) Down to the laundry room I went. Yoda and Sushi were underfoot. They followed me in the laundry room. I grabbed some toothpaste. And since it was almost bedtime and the cats weren't following me out, I left the laundry room door open. This is exactly what they thought I'd do. Not knowing about the rabbits, knowing if I closed the laundry room door with them inside, they'd cause quite a racket. Until I came back down to let them out, I left it open. Mom is so predictable. Once I was settled in bed with my door closed, the cats made their move. They led the bunnies downstairs. It was dark but everyone was quiet. Bunnies thought it was an adventure. Once inside the laundry room, Scarlet led them to the tunnel. It was cool and dark. The bunnies weren't sure if this was a good idea, so Bertie stayed in the laundry room with them that first night. The next morning, Skylar left for school, and the cats meandered into their room. The closet is a double-door walk-in, with neither door closed, It was easy for the cats to move the small plastic tote away from the tunnel entrance. The rabbits hopped out. They had sunlight and water. Lila and Yoda went upstairs to get them food. They grabbed a bag of frozen veggies and brought them downstairs. They put them at the tunnel entrance for the bunnies to take into the tunnel. They were hungry, but they had to wait for the vegetables to thaw. In the meantime, they enjoyed hopping around the room exploring their new daytime surroundings. The cats helped the bunnies with their schedule to keep from being caught. They would hop back to the tunnel in late afternoon when they heard the garage door raise. There was plenty of food, water, and sunshine as the days went on. There was another instance where I swear I saw eyes in the tunnel, but I wrote it off as my imagination. I didn't have my glasses on, so couldn't tell for sure, and the eyes were gone in a flash. (laughs) Just as the cats were beginning to relax, thinking the rabbits were going to be just fine living with us and enjoying each other's company, Willow called the cat committee meeting. Hey cats, I need a favor. You know my clone Bob? Join us next week as we find out what Willow wants, how the bunnies are adjusting to their forever home, and more. There are several references in this episode to Scarlet's real-life adventures. To hear about those true stories, listen to Season 1, Episode 8 of Whole Bunch of Cat Tales. Now, a word from our sponsors. Oop, that's us. Willow here, and this podcast is brought to you by a whole bunch of cats, or specifically members of the cat committee and mom. Mom does the writing, recording, editing, and producing. 
the cats are doing laying around and being adorable. They make it easy for mom to tell our stories and even make some up. Here's a mostly true story. This really isn't a story as there's no beginning or end, just an endless stream of examples of how my cats love my black elastic hair ties. For Christmas, Grayson bought me some hair ties, some more like hundreds of thick black elastics in a sealed bag. Very nice, exactly what I asked for. But as soon as I saw them, I knew I'd be battling with Lila to keep them contained. We've had Lila the Gray Tabby for a couple of years, first as a foster, then as Jaden, the 20-year-old support animal. For the longest time, she stayed in his room. But once he decided to adopt her, we let her out of the basement to try to socialize with the other cats. Eventually, she did. While she explored her surroundings, she found herself in my room on my sink. It's a vanity with small drawers that she could reach. At her other home, she must have found her owner's hair ties in a similar drawer. Every once in a while, I'll hear her open the hair tie drawer and start rooting around. But as soon as she hears me get up to come investigate, she jumps off the vanity and looks at me like she's doing nothing wrong. Sometimes though, as she jumps off, she has a hair tie in her mouth. She likes to play fetch with the hair ties, bat them around. I put the new bag on the vanity and went about my day. Isla jumped up there and started dumping out the hair ties. She grabbed one and off she went. Apparently, the other cats had been watching Lila's enjoyment with these ties and decided they too would like to play with them. I was in the bathroom, door closed, and I hear Sushi, the Siamese, scratching on the door. I look down and she's pushed the hair tie under the door. I pushed it back out with my toe. Sushi made her sushi noises of joy not quite meowing, kind of sounds like a squirrel singing. When I opened the door, there she was, rolling around on the floor with that hair tie. It was around one paw, and the other paw was batting at it. When Lila is done with the hair tie, she'll just leave it where she's at and move on. Bamboo, one of the orange tabbies, came into my room the other day and attacked the black elastic on the floor. First, he pounced on it, then he jumped up and tossed it in the air. As it landed, he pushed it across the floor and repeated the entire scene. He played with that hair tie for 20 minutes. That was the first time that I'd seen him show any kind of interest in a round black elastic hair tie. But based on his enjoyment, it wasn't his first time. Scarlet, the tiny tortie, only plays when no one is around. I think she gets embarrassed or doesn't want to share. When she finds something to attack, though, she starts meowing like she's stuck somewhere. So, of course, I go looking to let her out of whatever room she's managed to find herself in and get stuck. And there she is, in my room, sliding across the hardwood floor, pushing the rug out of the way to grab a hair tie. Another time, I found her actually under the area rug. She heard me come in, backed out from under it, and had the hair tie in her mouth. The cats don't fight over the hair ties, at least not with each other. They don't like to give them up to me, silly cats. Good thing there's enough for everyone. 
cats and people. Thank you everyone for listening. And now, weekly letter to my kid at college, outlining the unfolding drama of The Cat Committee. Dear Grayson, so good to see you over your birthday weekend. Hope you had as much fun as we did. Since you left, we put up a bat house and everyone enjoyed some time outside. What a treat. Too bad Yoda decided to get stuck on the neighbor's fence. That stinker jumped from their deck to the wooden privacy fence and got stuck. Good thing Skylar was home and could scruff him over the fence into our yard. In the meantime, we needed electricity for the drill. Fortunately, there's an outlet right next to your window in your room. When we were done, I opened the window. Yoda meowed and meowed. Finally, he jumped through the window inside into your bed. Bamboo was right behind him. As Yoda's disappointment sank in that this wasn't some magical cat haven in just your bedroom, he jumped back outside and Bamboo jumped inside. I closed the window. Yoda outside, Bamboo inside. Bamboo turned around as he too realized this was not the cat paradise of his dreams. Too late. He was stuck inside. Bertie came into the room hearing the commotion, just in time to realize she'd missed her opportunity to go out the window. What is it with cats and windows and doors? I went upstairs and let both Bamboo and Bertie outside. They meowed their disappointment at not being allowed to use the window as they strutted right past me. Skylar came home about a week ago and told me they thought Izzy had been hit by a car on the side of the road. Said there was a gray cat, but they didn't want to get too close a look. A few days later, I brought up getting a new kitten. Skylar said, well, we have eight cats. I said, well, we had eight. Izzy's no longer with us. To which Skylar says, mom, was a raccoon. To say my heart was happy is an understatement. So we'll wait on a new kitten for the time being. Not that we could ever replace Izzy, of course. I think Bamboo has a cold. He keeps sneezing. It's sad that he doesn't feel great. Hilarious watching how annoyed the other cats get with him waking them up by his sneezing. Thankfully, we have leftover antibiotics from when Yoda was sick. We're giving him some of that and hoping the sneezes stop. I haven't heard him sneeze at all today. He must be doing better. The other night, Skylar and I were watching a movie and... We thought the main character kept humming. Only, there were parts where it really wasn't appropriate for them to hum. I paused the movie, and the humming continued. It was Lila snoring. I swear that girl needs a CPAP with her sing-song snoring. Anyway, I'll let you know if we do decide to get another kitten. Can't wait for you to be home permanently after you graduate in May. Make good choices. Love. Mom. Check out a version of the letter on YouTube at Whole Bunch of Cats. New videos are released every Friday. It's also a great way to see the cats in action. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Whole Bunch of Cat Tales. Join me next week for another chapter of the Cat Shenanigans. A short, mostly true story. A letter to Grayson. Creating a podcast takes more than just me. Thanks to Buzzsprout for hosting the site an epidemic sound for the tunes as well as the sound effects. If you're interested in podcasting, referral links are in the notes. 
If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, reach out via social media or email at wholebunchofcats at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. Have a great week. Make good choices. Love, the Cat Committee.